calling all office leaders and game changers. Score big this season with At Work Office Furniture, your winning strategy for workspace excellence. Picture this, premium commercial furniture delivering a championship-level experience. From rapid deliveries to custom visual plans, At Work ensures every piece is an all-star player. For over 40 years, At Work has been crafting office success stories across Canada. Need a winning team without the hefty price tag? Head over to www.atwork.ca. They are not just furnishing offices. They're creating spaces where business champions thrive. Contact Rodney and his team at hello at atwork.ca. Mention Kelly and the Business Development Podcast for an exclusive touch. Your victory starts here at Atwork, where every workspace transforms into the ultimate arena for success. Don't just dream it. Achieve it with Atwork Office Furniture. That's www.atwork.ca. Thanks for listening to a word from our sponsor. Let's get back to the show. Welcome to episode 108 of the Business Development Podcast. This is part one of a two-part series with the Business Development Bank of Canada. I know you have questions. What is the Business Development Bank of Canada? VP of Finance and Consulting, Robert Lejoie, is going to tell us all about it. Stay tuned. The great Mark Cuban once said, business happens over years and years. Value is measured in the total upside of a business relationship, not by how much you squeezed out in any one deal. And we couldn't agree more. This is the Business Development Podcast, based in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and broadcasting to the world. You'll get expert business development advice, tips and experiences, and you'll hear interviews with business owners, CEOs, and business development reps. You'll get actionable advice on how to grow business. Brought to you by Capital Business Development, capitalbd.ca. Let's do it. Welcome to the Business Development Podcast. And now your expert host, Kelly Kennedy. Hello, welcome to episode 108 of the Business Development Podcast. And on today's expert guest interview, we have Robert Lejoie, the Vice President of BDC's Alberta North Area Financing and Consulting Groups. Emerging as a driving force behind the success of entrepreneurs in Greater Edmonton, Red Deer, Grand Prairie, and Fort McMurray, with a rich history of over two decades at the Business Development Bank of Canada, Rob has been pivotal in supporting Canadian entrepreneurs at every stage of their business journey. From inception to strategic growth, his commitment to the business community is evident in his role, where he and his team passionately provide financing solutions and pragmatic, unbiased business advice to their small and medium-sized enterprises, empowering them to reach their full potential. Having transitioned from Winnipeg to Edmonton in 2019, Rob brings not only a wealth of experience, but also a personal dedication to the local community. As a proud resident of Edmonton, he embodies the values of BDC, a unique financial institution committed to the enduring success of Canadian entrepreneurs across all industries and stages of development. BDC distinguishes itself by fostering the growth of small and medium-sized enterprise through a comprehensive approach that includes financing, advisory services, and capital, 
with a resolute focus on building a resilient and prosperous business landscape in Canada. Robert, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Kelly, it is my pleasure as well to join you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, you know, we've been planning this for a while. Um, I've had the pleasure of knowing uh, Tara Leherondel for quite some time, and she she introduced us, and I'm very thankful that she did. And, you know, I, I've been back and forth with BDC Canada for quite some time on figuring out how we can work together, how we can support each other, because I know that the impact that you guys have on the business and entrepreneur community is so large. And so the moment that I knew that we could potentially line up an interview and really get to the bottom of, who is BDC Canada? What does the Business Development Bank of Canada do? And, and I got the interview to you and I knew this was going to happen. I was very excited. And what's really cool is that this is actually going to be a two-part series because Business Development Bank of Canada does so much. You know, you have so many different services and so many different, uh, different areas that you guys operate in that it didn't even make sense for one show. So we actually have a, a two-part series and you are part one and it's, it's a pleasure, Rob. Well, I'm glad to be part one, and I'm sure uh, part two will be as great uh, with my colleague Jason uh, joining you in the next the next episode. Yes, yes, yes. It'll be absolutely great. Um, you know, Rob, you've had an absolutely amazing, amazing career over 21 years with the Business Development Bank of Canada, multiple roles. Take us back to the beginning. You know, how did you end up on this entrepreneurial journey? Well, um, after graduating from university um, out in Moncton, New Brunswick, of all places, uh, in the mid-90s, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my career. So I bounced around in different industries, um, in the transportation industry, in the manufacturing industry, uh, saw companies go bankrupt. It was like eye-opener. And um, I got into banking uh, within the Manitoba credit union system in uh, the late 19, uh, 1990s and um, spent four years in the credit union system. It was fantastic. Credit unions bring you back to the basics, back to our ground roots in rural Manitoba. And it really set me up to really learn about entrepreneurship. I mean, sitting at a kitchen table with a farmer um, or in the manufacturing plant with a small machine shop or helping that person buy their first home. Credit union yeah. did it all. So it gave me that basis. So then BDC uh, was always intriguing to me, but I didn't really know what BDC was at the time. So I actually applied through a newspaper ad. And for some of our younger <laughs> listeners, they yeah. may not know what a newspaper ad looks like for applying for jobs, but back then that's what we did. Yeah. And my interview was... 90 minutes with the VP at the time, wow. and we just hit it off, and it was just connecting, and it was just personality, getting to know my personality, getting to know his and the organization, and instantly I said, I need to work for BDC. Yeah. It was just an alignment. So that was back in 2002. So I, I joined BDC as an account manager, for specifically focused on small business. Yeah. So revenues under $3 million, lots of its startups, lots of its scale-ups, lots of hand-holding, lots of entrepreneurs who are the chief HR person, chief financial officer, chief everything. Yeah. Right? They do it all. So it was very fulfilling and, and, and very cool. Then I grew into, uh, in my career, I took on focus on working with more 
small to medium-sized business as they were scaling up, their needs were differently. And uh, working with them was also interesting in pushing me outside of my comfort zone and learning about the entrepreneurs in our community and understanding their dreams of growing their businesses and hiring new people and investing strategically. And it was super cool. Um, and then opportunity knocked. I took on a role um, in corporate finance. So that's dealing with larger companies. Yeah. Um, which is a whole different skill set. But the timing of taking that role was during the 2008-2009 financial crisis. Yes. So that's where it really pushed me to understand the value and the importance of BDC at times of uncertainty. Yes. So I worked with companies who sales dropped considerably or who had the bulk of their sales in the US. So their margins dropped because Mm -hmm. now our dollar was at par. So all these different risks and different operational challenges came up and we were there to support them. How did we support them working with them, sitting at their boardroom, understanding where they want to go, how to get to the next level and where, what solution we could come up with to help them get past it, whether it was financing or advice. Um, So that was... That really prepared me to get into my next career path with BDC, which was leadership. So in 2010, that's when I ventured into the leadership, which um, for aspiring leaders, it's probably one of the scariest moments when you make that transition because your mindset does shift to it's no longer about you as an individual. It's about how do I engage, influence and get a team behind you to fulfill the vision that we've set up as a team, but also aligned to our corporate vision. Yes. Very rewarding um, and very difficult uh, because you're working with many different types of people in leadership, which is fantastic. So I, I, I led uh, individual contributor teams for the next six years. Um, and then uh from local Winnipeg teams to a national team focused on helping Indigenous entrepreneurs. Yes. Um, so every role was challenging, every role was fulfilling, and it was always had the sole focus of helping our clients, the entrepreneurs. Then I got into, in 2015, I got into leading leaders in this as a VP. Um, probably the most and continues to be one of the most challenging roles I've ever taken. Because leading leaders, you're leading, you're leading, working with, collaborating with, influencing with your leaders who are then influencing and helping our individual contributors to be that development banker that they need to be to succeed, to meet the entrepreneurs we need to see. Super fulfilling super challenging and um, very rewarding in my personal development, but also how I bring impact to working with the people that I work with every day at BDC. So that's how I came into VP of Alberta North. What is my next career move? I don't know yet. I kind of like this job, but that's one thing that's really kept me engaged and fulfilled and, People ask me, how do you how do you work with the same organization for so long? Well, you take on different challenges internally. And yeah. that's what then you look back and say, Oh, it's a career, right? So that's me in a nutshell. 
Yeah, like, you know, by the time you started out essentially in business development and have worked your way right to the top, I would say every single one of those jobs was a very different job than the job before it. So even though you spent, you know, 20 plus years at the same organization, you've had the experience of what it would have been like to work at six different positions. Mm -hmm. And some of the moves weren't just promotions. They were lateral. So we always, the value of lateral moves and challenging ourselves in our development uh, is so key to developing our careers. And we'd work with that with entrepreneurs as they're developing their businesses. Yeah. Can we, can we speak to lateral moves for a second? Cause actually that's something that hasn't come up on our show yet <laughs> at all. Oh, which really? Is kind okay. of funny. Yeah, it really isn't. But you know, when we were talking and you were really educating me on, you know, the value of lateral moves and, and how that's something that you talk about a lot of business owners with and a lot of executives with, um, I think it's something that really doesn't come up for most entrepreneurs. They don't think about that. They don't think about, they're always thinking about the next step. How do I get higher on this ladder? But can we speak a little bit to some of the lessons that you learned by maybe not taking the step to the next ladder, but finding something that was kind of right on the same level, but a different experience? Sure. I'll I'll use my experience when I went from a business center manager within Winnipeg, Mm -hmm. leading a team, and our focus was locally in Winnipeg, to being given the opportunity to lead a national team, uh, to focus on... uh, um, the the entrepreneur the indigenous owned entrepreneurs and how do we open the doors to provide them the right access work with the right partners understand the ecosystem understand their challenges of accessing capital accessing advice um and working in the different um basically in every different province and territory because there's entrepreneurs all over the country and working with and, and meeting different people across the organization so the job itself description was the same. You're leading people. You're leading sales people. You're leading business development. The focus of my business development team is how do we help entrepreneurs? Yeah. With a bit of a twist that it's national and it's a specific segment of indigenous owned businesses. So where do we find them? So different challenges. So so it's the same role lateral with added features and more focus. So I just had to pivot my strategy, Mm -hmm. work with my people differently because they were all remote. This was, remember, this was in 2011, 2012. So this pre-COVID where now it's kind of normal to work virtually, right? Back then it wasn't. So all these different challenges. Um, But biggest thing, it got me to really connect uh, and understand the two challenges of an indigenous entrepreneur that yes. a, a, a non-indigenous entrepreneur may not have. Sure. Um, so the, the and then it's just working working with them, understanding culturally how do we work with different cultures, whether yeah. it's indigenous newcomers uh, within the community, and it just broadened my uh, professional development to be more open to uh, understanding and being more sensitive to different viewpoints. Um, which was cool. So that was a lateral move for me. Yes. What What were some of the lessons that you learned in that experience? Like, what an amazing experience, first off. Um, and and we haven't actually had somebody who has an expert expertise in Indigenous entrepreneurship on the show yet. It's something I'm looking, looking for. So if anyone's listening and they're like, hey, you know, I'd love to come on, reach out. Um, but in your time, Rob, what was that like? What was what was the learning experiences for you? The biggest aha for me is is 
being that institution, we'll say, BDC, mm -hmm. that can open the doors to the partners who are focused on that segment, as well as open the doors so the entrepreneurs feel comfortable talking to us. Because once the, once the trust is built, once we as an organization earn the trust to to do business with the entrepreneur, so that's yep. just re, instead of them earning the trust to do business with us, it's us, the organization, earning the trust to do business with them. We build that trust. Then the business transactions, whether it's advice or financing, it's the same thing. Yeah. So it's the journey to get to that end result might be a little different, but it takes us to learn um, the, uh, the the cultural cultural differences and understand how they do business may differ than how we're used to seeing business done, which is completely fine, and we just adjust to it. To me, that was my biggest aha moment, and I was able to also another thing at, at BDC. It's really helped me. Um, expose me to different um, types of entrepreneurs. So women entrepreneurs, so the same challenges, access to capital. It's not that they don't deserve the capital, it's just they see capital, accessing capital differently at different mm -hmm. times. They, mm -hmm. may, they may need more time to make the more informed decision. How do we approach it? But once we get to that transaction, it's the same transaction. It's just how we interact with uh, different types of entrepreneurs, which working with BDC has given me that opportunity to understand the slight differences, but important differences. Trust, trust. That's the thing, right? It's like, Always. it's so universal. It's so universal. It doesn't matter where you're doing business. You have to establish trust first. That's right. There's always business to be had with anybody you talk to. But if we don't earn the trust to work together, and build that trust to be honest with each other, we'll never come up with the right solution. Yes, yes. No, absolutely. Um, Rob, you know, we're on here because I think that there's a gigantic gap in the understanding of what the Business Development Bank of Canada is and does and how it supports businesses and who should work with them and what initiatives you support. And so one of the big things, the big takeaways that I want to have from this episode is a is an educational piece on what is the Business Development Bank of Canada, really? I, I think we can educate a ton of entrepreneurs who may have a misconception as to what it is or when they would even want to reach out to the Business Development Bank of Canada or are they even big enough to 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 be looked at. Can you take us down a journey of who the Business Development Bank of Canada is? Uh, I sure can, Kelly. Um, I'll maybe start back to a bit of a history lesson here. So after World War II, um, for many countries, including Canada, it was time to rebuild, right? Rebuild our economies. So actually, September 30th, 1944, uh, the Canadian Parliament created the Industrial Development Bank of Canada, which today is BDC. So that was our first name. Um, but the purpose of the Industrial Bank Development Bank um, was to help small manufacturing convert their facilities to peacetime operations. Because many of the machine shops were building for the war. Yes. And at the time, we were the first and the largest development bank in the world. 
Um, and internationally, we were recognized as one of the most effective ones. So it's pretty cool history about Very cool. Canadian uh, banking. Um, so most of our clients were manufacturing machine shops, sawmills, textiles. So if you go back to 1944, that was the industry. So yes. was, and to this date, we still have many of our clients in the manufacturing machine shops um, because it's still as a resource rich country, we're still supporting those industries. So in the seventies, we realized that small business owners outside of those specific industries also needed our help. Um, so we changed and we focused on not only providing financing, but that's where our advisory. So we, it was called management services. So how do we help businesses understand maybe the complexities of building uh, the right structure, organizational structure, attracting the right people um, at the right time in their business journey. So that's where our management services came in. Um, so we became quickly a one-stop shop for business owners. So fast forward to today, uh, we support over 100,000 entrepreneurs in Canada. Uh, the last year, we did 2,500 advisory mandates. Um, wow. So just think of that, 100,000 clients. So that's one in 12 entrepreneurs, SMEs that we work with in Canada. Wow. Um, our clients are considered to be responsible for 1.2 million jobs. Holy cow. And that's, that's nearly 8% of the private sector jobs, and they generate $400 billion in sales. That's just our client, and we're a small bank. Wow. Right? Wow. What a so, reach. Uh, so it's pretty cool to see the impact. Yeah. Um, and one of the things about BDC, we're, we're solely focused on helping entrepreneurs. Um, so we're project-based. So the concept of finding the right company at the right time with the right solution is true. Because entrepreneurs don't need us for their day-to-day because -day, we don't offer day-to-day. Entrepreneurs needs us for a critical point in their journey for growth, that next level. They want to yeah. enter a new market. So they, they're in Edmonton and they want to go into Calgary for, per se. Yeah. What is their strategy to get into Calgary? What are the differences in Calgary? How much money do I need to establish myself and have an impact quickly to generate income in Calgary? Then you go to Calgary. Then you move to BC. Then you move to Saskatchewan, Manitoba. Do you want to venture out east? Oh, do you want to venture to the U.S.? So yeah. these are all strategies that we work with the companies, and then we provide them the funding, the proper capitalization to get them there. And the cool thing about us, we're fully complementary. So we work with all banks, all credit unions, to make sure that they have the proper day-to-day -day support while we provide them long-term support for specific projects. Interesting. Okay. Well, you touched on your relationship with other banks. I think that that's something that we need to differentiate and help our entrepreneurs better understand. Um, you know, you, you're obviously working with them. I, I imagine some of the funds flow through these other banks that you guys provide to your various entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and various businesses that you support. But 
why would a business and you've explained, I guess, that you're pivotal, you're in a pivotal moment, a big change, you know, whether that be, you know, a market shift or a gigantic growth, you're there for those major stepping stones that a business takes. How do you differentiate from a bank? Why wouldn't a business just say, well, yeah, I know I need one hundred thousand or one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to make this jump. Um, You know, they're already banking with another bank. How would we get them to flip the switch to say, you know what, in this case, I'm not going to approach my bank for this money. I'm going to approach the Business Development Bank of Canada. I think that that's a gap that a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand when the right time would be. Even if they know who you are and what you do, they don't know when the right time it is to approach you. So I'll go back to our earlier discussion on trust, right? So trust and relationships. So BDC as well with your day-to-day banker, if you're an entrepreneur, you should build that trust with all your partners, your financial partners. Um, we, Because we do offer financial uh, solutions, we do compete because it's financial solutions. But sure. again, it's accessing the right capital at the right time. So we provide the right capital at the right time for the right project, while the chartered banks or the, the credit unions are providing the day-to-day support. Also, it's a risk mitigator as businesses grow, right? If all your if all your debt is with one in one institution, you're at risk. So if you hit, as we know, there's cycles in business. As you hit a down cycle, you may not get the full support because of risk exposure, commitment. Yeah. So that's a balance. So this is where we come into play. If you need a working capital injection we can provide a working capital injection. If you want to uh, invest in a manufacturing line, automate, and the capital is requirements high, and you don't have the working capital to do it, we'll look at higher leverage financing to make sure that you can install, train, and get your product in so you can deliver to your clients most efficiently. If you're looking to, bu- to buy that new building, to move that manufacturing plant and to build, that's where we'll finance it. We'll finance that building. We might provide more working capital to make sure the working capital is what you need to keep growing. Because entrepreneurs are experts at their business, expert at what they make, expert at delivering to their clients. Where we do find sometimes pitfalls is understanding the working capital needs to grow. And if a company doesn't have the proper working capital, it impedes their growth. It doesn't stop their growth. It just doesn't get them to grow as fast as they would like to. Yes. Yes. No, that's that's completely understandable. You know, one of the things that me and you were discussing, too, that that separates BDC on, on a whole nother level is the level of partnership that you provide to these organizations over and above just the services that you provide. Can you talk about maybe some of the success stories and 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 partnerships that you have established over your time that, that have carried you through? Yeah. Business associations, like the chambers, um, other banks, uh, economic development officers, uh, they're all our partners. Um, because the sole focus for us, number one, is how do we get in front of an entrepreneur? We want to hear their stories. We want to listen to them. We want to hear 
how they've got to where they are today and where do they want to go. And through our partners, um, that's who brings us in. Um, I Yesterday, I just got a call from the Trade Commissioner. Opportunity for an entrepreneur to buy assets in a different country. Not sure if we can help them. It We're not there yet. We need, we need to meet them. We need to understand yeah. what's the value, right? So our partner brings us in. We have the a meeting set up for next week. We meet with them. We'll understand their current situation and the benefit of buying these assets in this other country. The, we'll talk about some of the risks, if there are risks, some of the benefits, and then we'll see if we could come up with the right solution. So that's where our partner brought, brought us in, in terms of a project that might be, we don't know if it's going to happen, but you don't know until you meet the people, right? So we rely on our partners to introduce us to the entrepreneurs, um, and we work with them in collaboration to make sure that the entrepreneur is well um, well established to take that next step. Because you got to remember, we're trying to build a nation of dreamers. Yeah. And entrepreneurs are dreamers and they're go-getters. And if they can dream big and be global leaders, then we're doing our job as, as, as organizations in supporting these entrepreneurs' goals. Just look at your yeah. podcast. You're reaching out the world. Right. That's yeah. super cool from Edmonton. Yeah, it, it is. It is super cool. And you're absolutely right. You know, entrepreneurs are dreamers. And I try to inspire them all the time on this show to take that leap and take that jump because, you know, the reality is it, it's it's amazing. Like the opportunities that come your way when you take that first step. It's like the universe. When you take that first step, it just things. The, the next step comes and the next step comes. The next step comes. The next thing you know, you know, you're running an organization, you're running a business and it's um you don't start, you, you can't get there unless you take the first step. And so we need partners like BDC Canada. And in partners, with partners, everybody has their expertise. But with our expertise, sometimes it's it limits us on supporting that dream of that entrepreneur. I don't know if you can do that, Mrs. Entrepreneur, right? Mm. Well, maybe let's talk to BDC. They'll see a different viewpoint. Hey, yeah, maybe we can do that. Maybe we talk to your charter bank. Oh, yeah, maybe we can support you there, Right. So it's just connecting with different partners in the ecosystem. And that's what mm-hmm. makes, that's what entrepreneurs need to build the belief that they can do it. Some of them believe they can do it and it, there's nothing that in between that's going to stop them. And sometimes when they hit walls, they know, okay, what do we do? Right. So they yes. need, that's where the partners come into play too. How do we help not pick them up, but help them keep on going. Right. Is is the risk profile different between BDC Canada and say like you know a, a typical bank like CIBC? Is is it a different risk profile? Like how do you how do you make a decision to whether somebody is eligible or not? Um, the risk profile is is not different. Um. It's the, the, the mindset and the mandate of BDC is to um, maybe challenge the entrepreneur to do more. Mm. Um, so you can access capital, but if it's not enough, you're going to grow, but you may not grow within what you fulfill in your fulfillment as an entrepreneur. 
you meet us, we say, you know what, let's maybe add a little more capital to the project to help you get to that level you want to get to quicker. Yeah. So we look at risk the same. We look at the ratios, financial ratios, the same. Um, we, being a development bank, may have a little more tolerance to provide a little more support to get them there quicker. Gotcha. And gotcha. we may provide them a little more patience in terms of uh, repayment to make sure that they retain that working capital to get quicker. Right? So it's, it's really, yeah. it's, it's, if you look, we're just a term loan. So when I say the right company at the right time for the right solution, once our funds are, are once we fund a loan or a project, yeah, we're not part of the day to day. Okay. Right. So, and we, uh, we, pr that's where our advisory service is. And I know you'll get into more detail with advisory service on the next um, podcast with Jason. Um, but our advisory services is keeps that heart beating. How can we help them get, use that capital they just got, implement that strategy to get to that next level? How do they do it more efficiently? Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, I am getting into it with Jason, but, you know, let's touch on that a little bit. So basically what it ends up being is typically when you get a loan or a business loan, you get a cash injection. Sure. But what you don't get is that support. And, you know, when I was talking with Tara, that was one of the things that I found really exciting about what mm -hmm. BDC does. And it's because not only will they support you, you know, with that cash to help you get to that next step. But they have, you know, like I said, we're getting into this in another episode, so we're not going to get too deep into it. But they have a host of, of advisory services to help you make better choices with that money. Can you touch on just a few of them, Rob? Yes, I can. On, on the advisory side, so for instance, a company wants to increase their top sales. And the traditional way of doing their sales, they've capped out. So what kind of new strategies can we work on? So we'll sit down with the entrepreneur and we'll bring in our advisory team. We'll help them develop a sales and marketing strategy, whether it's digital, non-digital, whatever, whether it's local, interprovincial, international. We'll work with them on strategy to increase their sales. On the other side, we'll look at um, as companies grow from small to medium, now the owner is being stretched pretty thin, right? You're going from having a pulse on every aspect of the business to you can't. Your client mm -hmm. base is growing. Your processes are, are getting more complex or your old processes aren't working with the volume of outputs you're doing. So we'll work with them on operational efficiencies. So we'll help them with how do you make your operation more efficient? Do you have to hire a middle management now? Can you trust the middle management as an entrepreneur, as, as the owner? Are you moving from entrepreneurship mindset to maybe a corporate leader mindset? How do we work with the entrepreneurs as they gradually go there? Because we want Canadian entrepreneurs to grow and to be very successful Canadian entrepreneurs. Um, and a lot of Canadian entrepreneurs stop growing because of the limitation of their capabilities in, their, in terms of understanding their operations. So those are a couple. So sales, top line, operation yeah. to bring efficiency into your operations and to make sure your margins are sustained because you can grow with high margins. And then we actually work with strategic planning and succession planning. So you got to remember the business cycle. You have startup, scale up, 
Then you have downturn sometimes. Yeah. So we work through them through the downturn. Then we have uh, transition, business transition. So we work with business transition, whether it's family members buying in, whether it's outside um, members buying in, whether they part of their growth strategy is through acquisition. So they're acquiring a competitor. So we'll work with the companies with all these aspects in their journey as they make their decisions. Always working with the charter banks because the day-to-day and they provide the support. And then we pro- come in and provide that that gap. So it really is a full service entrepreneur bank, right? Like it, it, if you're an entrepreneur <laughs> and you're looking for a bank that just supports your journey that's designed for you, that really is BDC Canada. Yeah. And one of the things, the cool things we do, we talk to... As we go visit entrepreneurs who've been clients for a long time and have grown and are successful and saying, what keeps you working with BDC? He says, because BDC keeps challenging me as an entrepreneur. We need to challenge entrepreneurs to be better. If we challenge them to be better, then they will become better. And if we challenge them to be better and support that challenge, then they'll see success. So if you think of the development bank or the the business development approach. It's about understanding the business, challenging them, saying, hey, what if you did this? Would it be better? Or sometimes they come to us, we need money. Well, do you need money? Maybe you need advice. Maybe you need to focus on your collections. Because if you collect quicker, your cash flow is better. Maybe you have to focus on your operations instead of taking on more debt. So it's not always about the debt. It's about how do we challenge the entrepreneurs to become better so they can grow more efficiently? That's such an interesting standpoint. And you're 100%. That isn't something typically offered by a, a different style of bank. So instead of taking an order, oh, I got to buy a building. Here you go. Here's your money. Here's your ratio. Chigidu, there you go. Right? Yeah. We need to take the time to understand how is this benefiting your operation? Why are you? Why this building? Why this size? What are the costs of doing this? Right? Are your employees going to follow you? Is it in the right area of the city? Mm-hmm. All those little challenges, we we ask them, and again, it builds that trust and it builds that relationship. Trust and relationship I- first, transactions later. Yeah, and not only that, you're actually reducing the risk on the company, not just yourself. But on the company itself, you're saying, think about all these things you haven't thought about. And then if the answer is still yes, do it. But understand that these these pieces of advice, the challenges that you're you're having them take are actually super beneficial to their own existence and their own success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about supporting entrepreneurs. Many of them don't even have the time or the means for a second degree or extra training. They're like, Fighting fires every day. Yeah. Right? Um, So how can we be there to be that person? Sometimes just talking to an entrepreneur and letting them vent for an hour. That's some of like Tara and her colleagues that you'll often see that or dropping in with a coffee saying, Hey, thinking of you, how's it going? How's your day? And just touching them that way. Those are the soft things that, that makes, I think, makes us different. 
Because we go yeah. there, we take our time, we want to understand the business, we challenge them. We're genuinely, genuinely interested in their growth. Um, it's a pretty cool impact. And, and really, that's what keeps me at BDC. Yeah. When I go see entrepreneurs, it's the funnest day of my life. If, if you know how it, in a leadership role, you're always strategy, you're always doing this. If I get overwhelmed, I call Tara, colleagues, hey, can I go with you your next visit with a client? Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I just need my fix. And yeah. we walk through the plant. We look at what they're doing. On Monday, I walked through a, a, a plant. They're under construction. Yeah. They've hit a couple snags. They just need to talk to us. We went there. and It's very stressful because mm -hmm. when you hit snags in this project, that's outside of your business norm. So we're there talking to them, listening to them and saying, okay, how, what is the solution? How can we bring the focus back to how do we finish this project? Mm -hmm. And then once it's finished, then we can look at properly capitalizing everything, right? Yeah. So it's just bringing that comfort. But yes. being there. The entrepreneur yeah. wants to meet via phone call or via video call. And I said, no, let's meet at the site. Let's see what's going on. And it's super impressive. But they're yeah. overwhelmed with the costs, with the additional things and the regulations that the city implement on them. They're overwhelmed in the project, but yet you walk through and says, wow, this is impressive. Mm -hmm. yeah. So hopefully that makes their day and say, okay, let's finish this. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I like I've had the pleasure, obviously, of, of sitting down with both yourself, Jason, Tara. And I can say that every interaction I've had with you guys has been super positive. Um, you know, I always left with a big smile on my face and, and I've loved every interaction. And, you know, if that's just a testament to the level that you guys bring to all your meetings, and I appreciated that greatly. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was who might be eligible. Like, you know, we talked about who you support. What are the types of initiatives you support? Um, you know, obviously in Alberta, we support a lot of tech. We support a lot of, uh, you know, medical technology. We support our agriculture. Are there specific industries that BDC leans a little more towards? I know, like, for instance, like Alberta Innovates or some of the other things, there are specific industries that they, they lean more towards or they have a more of an initiative towards. Is that the same thing with BDC Canada or is it any organization, no matter the need? Um, it's, it's a very wide um, segment. All entrepreneurs we support. Uh, of course, there are some industries that need our advice and our capital as they're growing, like the tech yeah. industry today is lots of segments is growing um the uh, oil and gas services with the energy transition and sustainability side of it there's yeah. many discussions happening there um construction there's still lots of construction going on um, and manufacturing still the heartbeat there are a few segments though that we don't do right so maybe i can like businesses that are sexually exploited um, or inconsistent with general accepted community standards of conduct. Mm, okay. um, um, so business trading in countries that are prescribed to federal government, uh, uh, pros prescribed by the federal government. Um, so as a Crown Corporation, we are quite vigilant about avoiding some sectors in the Canadian public. Yeah. But again, it's it's sectors that um, are just too risky 
or they open the door to too much. Um, just the business cycle is not what we want to do. So okay. it's very limited. Um, but if you're a manufacturer, if you're a car dealer, if you're a startup tech company, if you're a restaurant, at the end of the day, if you're an entrepreneur that needs to talk to us, we are going to talk to you. Whether we do a project immediately, no, but you're building that relationship and that trust with them. So when there's a project, and often we're giving them advice, saying, hey, you're not ready, Mrs. Entrepreneur, because this, this, and that. If you were to focus on this in the next steps, and here's some key areas where we can help you with, then maybe you'll be ready to access the capital. Because also, we don't want to provide the amount of debt that they can't repay it. Yes. Right? You don't want to set them up to fail. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's no specific industry. There's, there's some industries we won't touch, but we will talk to all entrepreneurs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that definitely clarified it because you know we've we've had the the pleasure of interviewing uh, Alberta Innovates and yeah. we've had the pleasure of of interviewing Edmonton Unlimited and I know that there are certain mandates that they were covering that are more of a priority at least at this time. And yeah, so, and we have yeah we somewhere. have specialists internally who work specifically with Alberta Innovates and Edmonton Unlimited and supporting the tech system. Right, we've created that expertise, which is pretty yeah. Cool. Well, one of the one of the goals that I've had with this show is to really try to shed light on the ecosystem of things and services available to entrepreneurs. Right. That's right. Uh, and I think in Alberta, we're very fortunate because there's so many of them. But I think it can get really confusing too. like just because there are so many different things, you don't know who to go to for what. And so, you know, one of the goals, obviously, with this show and with those shows was to really shine a light on those organizations independently and say, Okay, if you're wondering how to approach this organization or when you might want to, let's explain to people why and when. <laughs> and it is a challenge, you're right. So imagine you're an entrepreneur. Who do I talk to? Yeah. So that's one of the things that we, as when we talked about partners, we, under, we don't need to know our partners intimately, but we need to know what they're doing so we can actually connect them with the, the entrepreneurs with the right people at the right time. It's always about yeah. timing, right? Yes. Yeah. There's always there's always a value to having the discussion and to understand each other, but there's it's always about the timing of when you're actually going to do business together. Yes, yes. You know, one of the things we're coming, you know, to the to the end of our show today, but one of the things that I really wanted to touch base with you as you completely understand the financial side of BDC Canada. What are some of the financial services? Can we go over the financial services that are available to entrepreneurs uh, that might need some support? Uh, yeah. So the team I lead, we're focused on term lending. So we provide a term loan, whether it's for uh, working capital injection to help you grow to that next level or to help you go into a different market. We'll provide term loan to buy that equipment uh, to enhance your production line or to enhance your productivity. Um, and we'll provide a term loan to provide capital to buy land, to build a building or to buy a building to improve it. Um, so that's that's a term loan, project-based. Mm -hmm. So they're typically five to 25-year terms, depending on the security and the need. Um, and those, they're... They're your straight coupon type of repayment. Here's your repayment yep. schedule, and there you go. Right here's an injection. Pay us back in five years. 
And then we have uh, BDC Capital, which is our third arm. So we have financing, advisory, and BDC Capital. And BDC Capital is pretty cool. Uh, again, it's 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 really um, it's for growth and transition. So as businesses transition, they need to access capital for the new people buying it. Um, venture capital. We are one of the largest venture capital investors in Canada. Um, and we work with seed money for clean tech, um, for um, healthcare uh, and, and medical stuff, all sorts of venture capital space. As you can see, I'm mumbling here on venture capital. I'm not the expert. That's okay. And it's a completely different arm, but sure. it's a cool arm. It's very important. And in Canada, during the financial crisis, there was a big gap in the market because a lot of the venture capital players left the market. Yeah. And so we were, the ecosystem's a lot better today. Um, and then growth equity. So we do, we can provide some capital for equity um, uh, to help companies um, instead of going to market, we'll help them in, in their needs for equity. And then also we have uh, intellectual property backed financing. So IP financing. So if companies have a specific IP they want to protect and there's value in it and they want to grow it, we can provide some capital to help them with the value of that IP. Okay. So that's okay. that that's more specialized finance. And then we've also developed a wholesale financing group and an indirect financing. So wholesale, um, so that's for larger projects where you have multiple financing partners getting together and pooling money yep. to provide funds. And the indirect financing, it's helping um, expand our reach to more entrepreneurs. So helping uh, another financial institution who wants to build their portfolio of equipment financing, so per se. So we'll provide them some capital with their capital so they can extend the reach to more entrepreneurs to access smaller pieces of equipment. It's So it's incredibly broad. So it's a broad. big organization. Yeah, it's incredibly broad. Basically, if you need money for something that has to do with your business's growth, BDC Canada can and wants to talk to you. And that's a great thing about us. Um, we're all experts of BDC, but we have behind us a bunch of segment expertise that can bring you in for the right at the right time, right? Yeah. For the right project. So it's pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, you know, you did mention your affiliation with some organizations like Alberta Innovates, Edmonton Unlimited. Can you explain just quickly to our listenership how you support those organizations? Um, we support by being being present, participating, um, uh, whether it's a chamber, whether it's associations, um, Last night I went to a, a cocktail of an association that we're not familiar with. So I'm exploring how can we play and um, and expose some of our clients and some of our prospects to these services as well to support yeah. them on their journey. So it's all about uh, connecting. It's about participating. And it's about always bringing it back. It's about the entrepreneur because entrepreneurs – are overwhelmed with information. There's a pile of partners, and part of our job is to connect them with the right partners. So that's yeah. that's how we associate ourselves. Whether it's uh, the tech focus, tech focus, indigenous entrepreneur focus, women entrepreneur focus, 
Black Entrepreneur Focus. There's all these organizations that we work with and we get to know and understand and build relationships. So when an entrepreneur does approach us, we can introduce them. Futurepreneur, for one, is our sister Crown Corp supporting startups okay. for, for young um, well, young young entrepreneurs, 40 and under. So we'll work with them. If they're ag, Farm Credit Canada, another sister Crown Corp. If they're exporting, Export Development Canada is another Crown Corp. So we work with all these partners mm-hmm. to connect the entrepreneurs at the right time for the right project. Okay. Okay. I, I love this, Rob. I love this because <laughs> what you're saying to me is if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm looking to grow and I know that I'm going to need some financial support, if I reach out to BDC Canada, not only can BDC Canada support me with a wide variety of in-house services, but now they have access to all of these other crown corporation partners who they can say, you know what, this one might not be for us, but let me put you in touch with the right person at this organization, which I, you know, I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think your normal bank can do that for you. They, no, they can. Um, just, you got to remember the pressures at the normal banks is the day-to-day, right? Mm. Our focus is project-based. So it's just a different focus. So because it's project-based, we have to align the right project with the right people. The day-to-day, you're working on day-to-day and yeah. also... Um, our, our financial institutions offer a full suite of services. We're focused on term loans and advice, right? Yeah. So when okay. you look at our focus, so we need to connect as well because um, connecting the entrepreneur with the right people in the ecosystem is key for their growth. So again, I always bring it back. What does an entrepreneur need to grow? Yes. Okay. We have our in-house stuff. But man, there's a lot of key partners in our ecosystems that can be part of that journey for the entrepreneur. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. tough as an entrepreneur. It's lonely on top. It's lonely. Yeah. You're making decisions. You don't know if it's the right decision. Yes. So who who are your trusted advisors, right? Um, and we're seeing that, especially coming out of the pandemic. Business is different. Challenges are different. Employees are different. There's all just different types of challenges that there everybody's trying to get through. So if we can be that connector and provide the right solution as well, because we do have um, fantastic suite of solutions. Actually, a bit of a plug. If you go on bdc.ca, there's like over 3,000 documents that you can, and, and eBooks and free advice that you can get. It's fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Actually, sorry. Uh, the exact 1,800 pieces of content on bdc.ca. Wow. We we have a whole research department. If you want to understand a certain segment, you can go on there and see the research we do. We actually use our portfolio of clients to provide us the feedback and do the surveys. Oh, wow. So wow. it's all like as a development bank, that's beyond the banking side of it. Yeah. That's accessed for entrepreneurs to go to. And bdc.ca, it's, you can access it worldwide when you think about it. Very cool. Very cool. Um, you know, Rob, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, obviously, in Canada and, and around the world, 
Uh, we're now experiencing, you know, a rising of interest rates. Mm. Organizations might, you know, even though if they need to grow or they're looking at it, they might be looking at this and saying, man, I'm, I'm a bit of a, fr- I'm afraid to take a loan right now. I'm yep. afraid to take a risk. Um, what advice would you give to those people right now who maybe are looking to grow, but they're just, they're afraid of the current financial situation. They feel a little uncertain about it. What kind of advice might you give them? Well, it's, uh, the nice thing now, the rates have, they're, they're sort of plateaued, right? Um, in a, there was a period of time there last in 2023 where it, it wasn't that the rates are so high. The rates were so low for so long. Mm-hmm. It, it's how quickly they re- rose. Yes. And it created uncertainty. So it delayed a lot of projects, I'll be honest. But entrepreneurs are also looking, if I don't do this project, what's the opportunity cost? I'll lose out on growing my business. Yes, the, the cost of financing has gone up. Um, but it's how quickly it's gone up. And we've been so accustomed to very low rates for so many years. So my advice would be refine the numbers. What is, if you don't do the project, if you don't take the loan, if you don't invest in your company, what is the opportunity cost overall to your business? Because the interest cost is known, right? So if you know the interest cost of the loan, then at least it's a known commodity. If you do nothing, what are the opportunities you're going to miss? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, it's looking at it differently than just the cost of borrowing. It's what is the op if I make this project, if I refine and I'm sure this project will bring me a return Yeah, that I need to grow my business, then it's worth it. Yes. And believe that the rates will stabilize and may go down. Predictions are saying it may go down. We'll see in the next yeah. year, 18 months. Well, and, and I was going to say, we'll like, in your we'll time, see. you've been through it, right? <laughs> you, you've been through it. You've seen it go up, go down, stay down for a long time, go back up again. You yeah. Know. However, in 20 plus years uh, in banking, I've never seen it rise so fast. And it's mm. the, how quickly it rose to where it's at today from where it was. That caused a lot of disruption and a lot of angst amongst entrepreneurs even consumers, homeowners, do I renew my mortgage? Do I go buy a new house, right? Mm-hmm. To entrepreneurs yeah. saying, do I invest in that building? Do I invest in that equipment, right, today? Yeah. Can I find the equipment? Never mind. Never mind the, the cost of financing. Can I find the equipment I need? Yeah. Supply chain got disrupted. So there's a lot of things entrepreneurs are working with. Hybrid works work, right? Um inflationary costs are going up uh supply chain was squeezed um interest costs are going up everything everything's happened at once and how quickly the interest went up really created entrepreneurs to just take a step back it's okay Mm -hmm. what's the cost now of this project is it gonna is the return gonna bring me the value of where i want to grow my company so there's more than just a rate Right. It's the whole why are you doing this project and how is it going to help your company grow to that next level? One of the cool experiences that I've had, though, throughout this time, you know, especially at the time on this podcast interviewing, you know, numerous entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. is the endless hope, you know, like 
whenever I talk to an entrepreneur and, you know, I'm going to single one out specifically, we've had Colin Harms on multiple times. He's a very, very successful uh, Albertan business owner. Uh, you know, he's launched a launched a fabrication facility, has, you know, one of the largest uh, manufacturing centers for uh, VAC trucks in the, in the world at this okay. point. And it's really cool to just see his his view on things, because even though he's like, yeah, well, you know, like all this stuff's happening, but you know what? Things are going to be okay. Things are going to be great. He keeps such a positive attitude. And I really do think that that's something very special about entrepreneurs in general is that, yeah, we recognize the world is going to happen around us. We can't control that. What we can control is our own actions, our own feelings, the way that we look at a situation. And I think, you know, we're very fortunate, at least here in Alberta, to have some very, very hopeful and forward-thinking entrepreneurs. I 100% agree. And having spent much of my career in Manitoba, it's the same there. Entrepreneurs are, well, what makes Canada beat, really, when you think about it. And earlier in the podcast, I said when I'm having, I'm overwhelmed on my strategic thinking and my my in BDC focus, I'll call Tara and say, go, go for a visit because of that attitude. You go see an entrepreneur, they will share their successes. They'll actually share their challenges. They'll share their dreams. And I get to sit there and listen to them and potentially come up with the right solution. It's a fantastic job. And um, I work with fantastic individuals across the country who are passionate about helping entrepreneurs grow to that next level. From my the person who's supporting um, the account managers to our credit people who are authorizing the credit, that business development mindset of how are we helping the entrepreneurs get to that next level, we see it in our discussions. It's a fantastic feeling. It's amazing, Rob. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on the Business Development Podcast and giving us this amazing insight into the Business Development Bank of Canada. Thank you for your work. Congratulations on an absolutely amazing career. And, uh, you know, if people have listened to this episode and they're like, yeah, I want to reach out to the Business Development Bank of Canada, what would you recommend them to do next? Uh, BDC.ca. Look me up on LinkedIn, Rob Lajoie or Robert Lajoie um, at BDC. Um, and if anywhere in Canada, connect with a B- local BDC person. They, we all share the same passion to help entrepreneurs. So you won't go wrong by meeting anybody who works with BDC. Amazing. Well, Rob, this has been episode 108 of the Business Development Podcast. It was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. Great. Thank you so much, Kelly. This has been the Business Development Podcast with Kelly Kennedy. Kelly has 15 years in sales and business development experience within the Alberta oil and gas industry and founded his own business development firm in 2020. His passion and his specialization is in customer relationship generation and business development. The show is brought to you by Capital Business Development, your business development specialists. For more, we invite you to the website at www.capitalbd.ca. See you next time on the Business Development Podcast. Business Rockstars, we at the Business Development Podcast humbly invite you to be part of our journey. 
Despite our global reach spanning over 130 countries and our status as an award-winning show, we remain committed to delivering valuable insights and engaging content to our audience of decision makers. With two episodes released every single week and a back catalog of over 100 episodes, we strive to provide our listeners with the latest strategies and trends in business development and business growth. Why consider sponsoring us? Our listeners trust us to deliver authentic, informative content, making it an ideal platform for you to showcase your brand in a genuine and meaningful way. Choose from flexible sponsorship packages tailored to fit your advertising needs. With a back catalog of over 100 episodes and an average of eight new episodes released every single month, there are plenty of opportunities for you to connect with our audience. If you believe that your brand aligns with our humble mission, reach out to us at podcast at capitalbd.ca. Let's start a conversation and explore how we can collaborate to elevate your brand together. Thank you for considering us. Send us an email at podcast at capitalbd.ca and let's partner for the future.